0: Happy holidays, everyone. I hope you're hanging in there. I hope your list is almost done. You're relaxing. I'm nowhere near any of this, but I hope that for you. What do you get for a dad that has everything? Who knows? That's the last one I'm getting. I have no idea.
1: If anyone has any ideas for a father and grandpa who's a little bit of a tinkerer into electronics, into 3D printing... Please send us some ideas. We do have filament that we purchased, which we thought was a good idea, and a few other things, but taking all suggestions. You mentioned we need to start Christmas shopping like six months early.
0: Yeah, because nothing I buy is particularly on sale, at least in a great deal. I could have got all of this on Black Friday, if not a summer sale.
1: Unintentionally. I might have won between us. Not that it was a competition, but between who oh, okay, started Leo. purchasing things early. Like I bought my nephew's green shoes months ago.
0: But I bought the face care stuff like also months ago. True. So I think we we did pretty good this year in starting early, but then there was a real big lull in I think, the but, middle. But that
1: star accounts for like 3% of all the gifts we're going to buy. <laughs> and we've... Probably with the rest of folks who celebrate Christmas the last two weeks for Christmas We are just going in so there's gonna be a lot of packages delivered to our home
0: And that's why I leave out snacks and Gatorades for the drivers because this is my fault
1: You know on Amazon when they always ask you hey, what day would you like it delivered if you select <laughs> this day? It'll be fewer visits to your home and fewer boxes usually The fact that I have no patience, it's like ASAP, ASAP, ASAP. Oh, really? But now, during the holiday time, I'm like, yeah, deliver it in three, four days, fewest visits, least amount of boxes, let's go.
0: Yeah, I have time. Like, we still have time. So I'm fine doing that. But as we're inching towards the week of, no.
1: (laughs) I have a feeling something I got for you might not arrive on time.
0: That's fine. And the
1: way I read that is because on their website, you can get priority shipping and it says in three to five business days mind you i ordered it sunday night so it's only going to go in the system like today but they also you know how some places they kind of tell you your estimated arrival day if you order it like now they don't do that but they did tell me three to five business days so i am hanging on to that that they it will arrive on
0: time that's fine i don't mind it's similar to my birthday when i got gifts after it was kind of fun
1: It's kind of fun because it's like your birthday just keeps going. Like it doesn't stop.
0: Yeah. Okay. On this episode of married at first sight, I might have to take back some of the praise I gave some of the guys last episode.
1: I am worried about this season.
0: Are we even, do we have one couple? Because I'm, I think I'm out on Austin and Becca. I'm here. I'm saying it. I know controversial. I don't want to be out, but there's something going on that we don't know about.
1: They have a few good moments, but they are and they're not quite at the failure to launch stage, but they're almost the cute moments they have between each other also isn't convincing me how solid their relationship is, but the counter theory to that is they've focused on religion a lot. I have a theory that that is one of those maths storylines where they try to make it seem like it's a big deal, but in reality in the grand scheme of things it's really nothing. And I know religion is a big deal, but I mean for their relationship i think it's going to end up being a very minute thing
0: starting off with them it is becca's birthday and they are having dinner with her friends they ask about austin right in front of him which i thought was pretty awkward but i guess you have to if you only have a couple meetings with your friends during this process
1: at least filmed meetings
0: that's true their sex life is brought up Austin said he's the slow one, and Becca says that she's taking his lead on things.
1: Something we don't get. We don't know if this is the status quo for Austin in relationships. Do you usually take your time? Is this out of the ordinary?
0: Yeah, I don't feel like we learned a lot about his previous relationships or how long they were. Maybe this was in the matchmaking special, so I don't want to harp on it too much since we didn't watch it. But just from... The actual start of the season, I don't feel like I know a ton about people's previous relationships in general. Austin leaves to get a drink for like 30 minutes, and then that gives Becca and her friends a chance to talk. Their friends absolutely love him. No questions asked, and they say they think that they can get over the Jesus thing.
1: Remember in the previous episode when we heard Becca say that one of her friends said she's going to hell?
0: Oh, yeah. Like a previous close friend. I don't think it's any of these gals. I hope it's not.
1: That's what I was thinking. I'm like, wouldn't it be very awkward if this was one of those gals that said that to her?
0: That's not a friend.
1: No, definitely not. No. Definitely not. I think Austin, making him a product, I think Austin sells really well. He's a very kind guy. No major red flags. He seems stable. Even though what? might be a yellow flag or red flag is you have a female roommate but it wasn't it honestly never became a big deal at all thankfully no
0: that wasn't a thing at all but i feel like he's pulling back there's like a wall now there's something there that is not as natural as it was and i don't know if it's the uncomfortable conversations or the, the things he doesn't want to talk about and then add the lack of intimacy to that And there's a couple different ways I'm thinking of it. Is it he's nervous because Becca said she can't be intimate, at least for the first portion, the first week or so. But that's been a couple weeks now. And she said she's fine. But have they had that conversation?
1: But she mentioned she was fine to her friends.
0: That's what I mean. Yeah,
1: correct. And I wonder if from Austin's perspective, similar to what you were saying, is that He's going off of the last statement from Becca. He hasn't been updated with, I feel good or I feel healthy enough to do the thing. I'm ready whenever you're ready.
0: Yeah. And so I wonder if he's nervous about that. But the worst option is, is he pulling back? Is he viewing her more as a friend? Is there not that intimate connection? They're just, there's a lot of similarities and they have fun together, but there's nothing more.
1: I really hope this is the curveball that math tries to throw at you and it all ends up working out at the end.
0: Yeah, no, we have to have one solid couple here, but I am worried about them and I'm not as sure that this is going to work out. They are having their housewarming party and I would like to bring up that Austin's friend is the only one, at least that we saw, that brought a housewarming gift. You always got to bring something. Do not come to someone's house empty handed is my life rule.
1: This is one of your biggest pet peeves of all time. It's something you taught me because I definitely would not bring things when I was invited to someone's home or to a party.
0: I had to stop that real quick or start it however you want to view that. But and it's interesting. I don't judge people for not bringing things to my house or my parties, but like I have to bring stuff no matter what hangout it is. Even if it's a bouquet of flowers for the host, there has to be something. I was also very concerned that they were only providing a cheese board. Do not do that. Oh my goodness. We've gone to a couple parties. Recently, one was a fine party, but the food situation was so dire because we were spending the night there and we had not had lunch. We had not had dinner and they did not provide dinner. And then they had this party where there was only charcuterie and we were dying. We shared a granola bar that was in the car.
1: (laughs) The issue here is that our opinion. If you're having your parties during normal eating times, like you need to provide
0: food. That's what it is. Like if you're having it during dinner, there needs to be food. It doesn't have to be a multi-course meal, but there has to be like actual food. Now, if you're having a party at like nine o'clock at night, no, are snacks appreciated? Sure. But you don't have to make like a dinner.
1: The other thing is that naturally in these parties, adults or drinking it's probably a good thing if we have some type of food or bread to munch on
0: i can only have one drink then and then i'm ready for bed
1: but the fact that they showed us just a charcuterie board i was like oh no i because i know the feels i'm like <laughs> i know how hungry these folks are gonna be at the end of this party
0: later on jumping ahead just a little bit they do have pizza
1: love it love a pizza. great
0: classic meal if you listen to last episode pizza is a core memory for us even growing up. <laughs> we love pizza. So highly support. Also, probably the smartest of everyone just because you order it, you know when it's coming. It's hot. It's ready. It's like, it's not the cam situation where food is cold and in the oven for five hours. Also, so easy to customize. Is someone gluten-free? Is someone vegetarian? Is So many options.
1: Yeah, I do wonder the way we saw some other couples approach the parties and the planning. I would love to give them advice of like, just keep it simple. Like whatever you do, just keep it simple. Don't try to overcomplicate things. You're going to stress yourself out more. The more you add on to it, it just becomes this bigger and bigger thing. I think the couples would have had a much easier time if they just kept it simple.
0: So when Austin meets with Becca's friends, it's not too eventful. He brings up religion, but says it'll take time to get over. Nothing too much happened there. But the main portion of Becca with Austin's friend was quite interesting. They're currently building a solid relationship, meaning Becca and Austin, again, concerning. We're looking for friendship, but also a relationship. Becca says there are times when he says he's not ready to talk about stuff, but eventually he's ready and he does talk about them. Which I was concerned about when they were at the honeymoon and he was like, "Mm, not yet. So it sounds like they're starting to at least talk about the hard topics. So religion is eventually brought up. Austin's friend said that in the last 14 years of knowing Austin, it has rarely come up.
1: Did the friend say rarely? Because I thought he mentioned it was never it's never been a thing.
0: I wrote down rarely, but maybe it was never. But I'm trying to think back. Like, do my friends know I have certain religious things I do, even though I'm not religious? I would say no.
1: So from Becca's perspective, she's... Was she an atheist? Agnostic. Agnostic. Okay, agnostic. And then we have Austin, who's a Christian. I do wonder... And Becca mentions her thing was people tried to change her Mm -hmm. in the past. I do wonder if they are avoiding these because some of the values that Austin has are very, like, very strong. Like, I believe very strongly about these. So, for example, if we have kids, I would want them to go to church. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I don't think they've had this conversation.
0: But according to his friend, I don't feel like Austin goes to church that I, we know of, I should say.
1: I just wonder if it changes with your community, with your parents, when you do have a child and maybe what's expected of you to do with your children
0: i think children brings up a lot of those things that you think that you potentially think that you maybe have a lot of wiggle room on and you're like no i would really like my child to like you said go to church or participate in certain things but as far as a friend goes i'm trying to think like do my friends ever make the connection that on certain days i don't eat meat like no i don't say why they don't ask why
1: i don't think so and Like, we're not super religious, Mm -mm. but we, you know, celebrate the holidays. There's, like, certain things we do, but we don't, I guess, I don't know, like, put it in people's faces. Like, it's not this, I mean, it's hard to say it's not a core belief because, like, it's strong within us, but Mm -hmm. not, like, I'm not going to force someone to be some kind of religion. Like, that just wouldn't be a thing. For example, in our conversations with anyone we meet, we're never like, oh, hey, are you a Christian? Or, hey, are you a Catholic? (laughs) That, like, does not come up because... That's not how we at least I'm trying to speak for both of us. But if I'm wrong here, please, I'm not going to judge someone by their religion. I'm going to judge them by this human that's in front of me, how they treat other people, how they've interacted with me. Like, that's how I'm going to judge this person.
0: But here's the thing going back to Becca and Austin is I don't even think that they're having those conversations of how does Austin's religion affect him currently, but also how he would want to raise the children that they both agree they want.
1: Yeah. Even though Becca said she was agnostic. I mean, what if someone says that, for example, we're in the time of the holidays. What if someone's super about the holidays and you're like, well, I don't celebrate those holidays mm, and I'm just like true. super against that. And I'm like, well, that Ooh. could also be like a little bit. So we just watched Christmas with Christmas with the cranks. And I'm just like, <laughs> now that's in the back of my mind. But I'm just wondering like, would that impact, like what if a lot of your, big end of year is just these huge family gatherings around christmas and like doing all these activities and things and you're like yeah the activities are cool but they're wrapped around christmas and now this is also kind of wrapped around a religion like i don't want to do that that could be off-putting
0: that's a great point
1: even though the activity itself yes they're like good-hearted and and they have a a nice outcome and bringing families together but you know there's still like a religious thing to it
0: at the end of the conversation becca does say that she's ready to bend. But she doesn't know if Austin will on the religion talk. Again, they ha- they have to have those conversations. And I hope they have them soon because eight weeks will fly by. What are we down to six now? Five and a half? It's time.
1: I could envision one of their sit downs with the experts is going to be. And I think they kind of hint at a little bit of like, have you had these hard conversations? Like they might need some type of counselor to walk them through these conversations and they kind of have with Pastor Cal. But it's almost like it stops there. They don't they don't do it on their own or they don't keep exploring.
0: But also it's not a deep conversation. It's like do you like good people? Do you like good people? You're fine. Like it's not there's no details of it. At the end of the night, after the party and everyone leaves, they talk about how they have such good company, they love their friends and it was a successful night. Now, Emily and Brennan, I'm out. This is not going to work. This is it. Like, we're down to two couples. Let's be clear. In my mind, like, this is not a couple.
1: You learn a lot about someone with their actions, whether it's traveling, like, day-to-day things of what they do. Now we see a moment where Brennan and Emily are moving in. And yes, Brennan didn't have that much stuff, but Emily did. He also didn't help her at all.
0: Red flag after red flag.
1: It's funny I say this, but nobody's perfect. I mean, I am totally guilty of doing that myself, which not a good thing. Nope. But (laughs) again, even though we're the podcast hosts, not a show about us, we are talking about Emily and Brennan. And okay, I will say it was a ton of things, but I believe it was uh, with Jason and Asia. They mentioned, I'm like, well, yeah, you're bringing stuff literally to live in this apartment, like food
0: paper towels toilet paper like she thought of everything as to where brennan was like i have my clothes and laptop i don't care
1: i was like well are you expecting to eat here because we need to live
0: clarify this for me because i was looking down at my notes when this happened did brennan knock everything off of the carrier or did emily as she was trying to go around the corner with her stuff in the apartment
1: i don't remember that part
0: okay well regardless of who did it They were both standing in the hallway. A lot of stuff fell off of the cart that Emily was using, and Brennan just looked at it. So he didn't even go down to help get stuff out of the car, but he couldn't even help once the items were in the apartment.
1: I just imagine these long trips, unless Emily kind of laid everything out in front of the door, which I don't think so because she's using the cart. This must have taken a long time. I mean, you have to... Go out to the elevator, go down, go to your car, pack stuff up, go back in, elevator up. Not just once, right? Like a couple oh, yeah. times. It's like, this took so long. It was almost, I could imagine an awkward amount of time has gone by where he's kind of just hanging out in the kitchen, like waiting her for her to be done while production's filming.
0: Which, I mean, they could have divided and conquered. Like if he was really being, even this would be questionable if he was like, hey, you go down and get all this stuff and I'll unpack. Like, still questionable, but that would have shown some involvement versus him doing literally nothing.
1: You know, it's giving the energy of, like, we're not one unit. You know, that, that, that's, not, that's not my stuff. That's your stuff.
0: Yeah, and I feel like you're not even respecting her as, like, a human at this point. Because if I saw anyone struggling to bring stuff in, I would offer to help. I could not sit there and watch Emily work her butt off and bring all this stuff in and just sit there. Like that's a weird mindset.
1: Something else that other folks have noticed in the Tell All, Emily's wearing the almost like a a wrist brace.
0: Oh yeah, and, the after party.
1: In the after party, correct. And even in this scene, like I don't know if she hasn't gotten it checked out, but she's not wearing anything like that. I do I do wonder if like, is, is her wrist, just, I don't know if it was her wrist, but is it just in pain and she's kind of just dealing with it?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so much has been going on that it just isn't a priority right now, but it was so swollen and in pain. I can't imagine that just waiting and still using it is helping her healing process at all. During this segment, we also find out that Brennan was taking really long showers in Mexico. Basically, we learned that it's because he had a lot of processing and thinking to do. So that's where he would do it. Basically, the one place that cameras and mics would not follow him.
1: Remember Eris from a previous season? Oh, yeah. Okay. In the honeymoon, Eris would basically, well, he would work out, but I'm doing my air fingers of like, work out, (laughs) aka, I need time away from my partner Yeah, because I need to just think. This is, I'm getting those type of feels.
0: Long showers, long workouts. That
1: was Jasmine, correct? Yeah. His partner?
0: Yep. Similar situation. Similar situation.
1: Very interesting. I am getting those vibes.
0: Man, where is Jasmine? I need to look her up. Loved her. This is the most alive we have seen Brennan. Actual expressions. Opens his mouth to speak. One party store visit. Having the time of his life.
1: What do you think about a wig party?
0: It's okay. Do I want to wear a wig? No, I have a lot of hair.
1: You know, what's funny. I have a, well, if I pick it out, I have like a really big fro. And if I'm being honest, if I was going to get a wig, it would be just a big fro. (laughs) A bigger fro. (laughs) Like, for example, if I was in the service and I had short hair, like I bet if I went into a wig store, I would just get a giant fro. So I'm just like, well, can I just rock my own hair just in its glorious state?
0: As they're back at the apartment, getting ready for the party, Brennan loves the wig, and we find out that that is Jimmy. Jimmy seems like a surfer boy.
1: How quickly he became Jimmy? It's actually not a good thing because he had so much character within Jimmy, and you can clearly tell he's a bit funny. he knows how to like write a joke but we don't see that outside of this scene.
0: Oh, I see what you mean. Not because he can switch characters so quickly. It's just because he has the ability to have fun and open up, but he's not in real life.
1: And on top of that, he's doing that on camera.
0: Ooh, yeah. Wow. That's a really not a good look. I didn't think of it like that.
1: So in the way they describe, or excuse me, Emily describes Brennan of like, he's so hard to talk to. He can't open up. And then I see this moment from him and I'm like, That's probably like the real Brennan, like having a good time with his buddies. Mm. And he doesn't put that same energy towards Emily. Again, going back to kind of starting to check out, not really into it, doesn't really view her as like that kind of individual, right? A friend or a lifelong partner, right? I'm kind of starting to toe it back a little bit.
0: So Jimmy is a red flag.
1: It was to me because I feel like we've rarely gotten to see That side of Brennan's personality with Emily.
0: Very true. Everyone arrives to the party. They put on their wig caps and their wigs. There's glow sticks, tiny hands, and yo-yos. Her friends immediately are trying Brennan.
1: No, no, no. The... I can't remember her name. The shorter friend?
0: Sure. I didn't write down names either. Sorry. You can
1: feel... The energy just walking through the door.
0: The air was sucked out of the room.
1: Like, like, girl came to fight. Yeah. She was ready.
0: So we're going to have a huge portion about this. But I have to start it with, trust me, I don't like Brennan. Brennan is not my friend. I don't condone what Brennan is doing. But coming into a first meeting with someone with this energy is wild. Now... This is also, we can say it's his home, to talk to someone like this in their home, wild. Like, I couldn't do it, and I would not allow someone to do it to me.
1: Another thing there is, I, also, I personally would not feel comfortable talking to someone like this in their home.
0: No, and like, I understand you're riding hard for your girl. Like, I totally get that. But this is not the way to do it, for me. I have really disliked friends' boyfriends in the past. No, but I give my friend advice.
1: There's even moments where, and honestly, I'm not the biggest Brennan fan. He's 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 okay, but the way he, I did appreciate that he stuck up for himself. He did. i like, you know what? I'm not just gonna let someone talk to me this way. Like, I'm also gonna defend myself.
0: I also appreciate he mostly kept us cool because I couldn't. Yeah,
1: and, and I'm not like we're not gonna make this like a female male thing. Like, no, no this no, is no. just like someone's friend who's like going in on someone's partner and he's like, no, you're not just going to put me down. Like I do things in this relationship.
0: Also, ladies, you revealed all your cards. There was nothing strategic oh, the about fact, this.
1: The fact that you mentioned some inside stuff was not a you good look.
0: You messed up because that's not that you have to have strategy. If you're going to do this, if this is the way you're going to do it, there has to be strategy and this is not it. You don't reveal all your cards. You got to play a little mental game here.
1: Yeah. And I think, in relationships your partners have their day ones and you know you'll probably find out if they may or may not just reveal everything to their day one friends but you can kind of assume like most things that we talk about their friends might know but not just been thrown in your
0: face i guess yeah you encourage your girl to leave don't even worry about this dude sure pick at him but like this was too far And it goes back to something that I talk about. I feel like every season, I don't know if it's right or wrong, but I always think you have to be very aware of what you reveal to your friends and family about your partner. Maybe don't reveal every single fight. If you're over the fight, your friends will not be. And they will always judge them on that moment from your perspective, even if you're not mad about it anymore. It doesn't matter. So I don't think Emily did anything wrong. Sure. Tell your girlfriends. I mean, this is not going anywhere. You don't need to protect Brennan. I think that's fine. But I think they went in too hard.
1: Probably the biggest thing in this conversation was when Emily's friend at one point says, we're trying to get to know you. But in the way they were questioning Brennan, it was like, no when someone tries to get to know someone this is not the way they approach it not with this energy
0: well let's break down this conversation while it starts kind of a little bit of picking at brennan in the kitchen the meat of it is outside when they're talking kind of in maybe a rooftop terrace type seating situation emily's friends ask what made you do this thing Brennan in a not great, very uh, generic answer says, I found myself going on a lot of dates and something was missing. Her friend says, Emily is super supportive and she's being a backbone for you, but I haven't heard much about you being that for her. Mm, Do not throw Emily under the bus here. Rule number one, if you're gonna talk shit, don't even bring your source into it.
1: But not that I'm gonna keep count, but that's kind of like one strike of, you're you're gonna mention that you wanna get to know me but in this moment of you asking a question about me, you're sort of tearing me down.
0: Yeah, immediately. Question like one, you already found a response. Like It didn't matter what Brennan said. Anything Brennan says they don't respond to, they just ask another question or there's another accusation.
1: Down the road, they also mentioned, I'm trying to find out like why you're here. I think that's one of the mm-hmm. questions. And he's like, I literally answered your question. And I think he actually mentioned other things like, he pretty much had his life going well for him. He's like, I want someone to to have, you know, I want someone with me on this journey.
0: Generic, but I'll ex- I'll take it.
1: Generic, I guess. but it is an answer.
0: The friends like this didn't need to be brought up at all. Like it, it was just not needed. They bring up the fact that Emily had to take everything out of the oven and plate it herself, as they then flash back and show Brennan taking everything out of the oven. <laughs> so they were just looking for anything at this point.
1: Yeah, the way the conversation started to flow, it's almost like you are creating your own reality to tear me down Mm -hmm. when there is immediate evidence that you are wrong. And then Brennan brings up, so because I didn't plate these things, are you dismissing all of the work I've done before you even showed up Mm -hmm. to prep for this event?
0: That they did not see.
1: I don't think that was fair.
0: No, I don't either. I think it's getting to a petty level, and you know, I love petty, but it's getting beyond that. Like, it's we're not even talking about the relationship. Brennan calls them out a little bit and, you know, says that they're bringing up things that Emily told them. And they say, Emily didn't say shit to us. Obviously a lie. Like, don't lie now.
1: So, right before this, you mentioned that he's hard to film with. Mm
0: -hmm. How would you know that? Why would you know a lot of these little things?
1: How would you have this detail? Again. So you now you're like you said. Now you're lying yeah. to me. I guess the issue was that there were enough holes in their questioning that, in in a good way, Brennan snuffed them out very quickly. Yeah. That you can kind of feel even in this sit down. He's only he's not only getting annoyed because the questioning is almost repeating, mm-hmm. which I thought was an interesting tactic. But he's also. Now he's almost checking out on their questioning because he's thinking this is getting nowhere and I found holes in your questioning like you need to stop.
0: Yeah. So at one point, which is exactly what I would say in this situation, should I just quit now? Like this is it, right? Like, should I just go in and say I want a divorce? That's what I would say. And the friend friend reacts
1: is like, no, dude, I'm just trying to get to know you. I'm like, okay, going back to my earlier point of like when you're trying to get to know someone, you should probably not go at them with this type of energy. This soon in a relationship like that's not setting up your friend for success either.
0: Emily speaking with Brennan's friends was a lot less eventful. She says she didn't have any reservations until this week. And a part of her wonders if he's ready for commitment. Spoiler, he is not. After the party, when it's just Brennan and Emily, he does bring up that her friends came at him unfairly. He said he defended himself and they called it being defensive. She says, I'm sorry they did that, but at the end of the day, they care about me. I don't think it's fair that they treated you that way and they are a reflection of me. So if that came off in a bad way, I'm sorry. Brennan appreciates Emily having his back, which is so annoying because he does not have her back. But again, I still think it was just a crummy situation all around.
1: Now, I do agree. I think the friends they are looking out for their friend. It's just the approach and the way they went about it. I just, I wasn't even feeling on the live watch of the show. I'm curious. Am I, or are we reading this wrong? I mean, how has the community reacted to this moment?
0: I've been holding off for our recording, so I don't actually know. We could be totally off and like, it probably sounds like we're sticking up for Brennan, which I'm not doing.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, if the way they approach this went to anyone on the cast, like I would feel the same way.
0: Now, will Emily having Brennan's back in this situation involving her best friends, will that make him see that she's really in this, that she really cares about him? Will he begin opening up? Will this matter at all?
1: I think it can matter. I just don't think, I don't think it's enough for him because I do get that feeling that I don't know if it's a lack of attraction. I don't know if he's just checked out. I don't know if it's a personality clash or just, you know, it just doesn't mesh well. Sadly, I just don't think they're going to work, which is a bummer, especially on this season, because again, we are down to three couples. Maybe. Maybe.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Then we see Claire visiting Cameron at work. She brought him lunch, but ate half of it. How do you feel about that?
1: Not bad, because even when they introduced each other, they mentioned that he wasn't hungry. So she figured, well, I'll just give him like half of a meal. That was my thought process. I
0: guess. I'd be like, why are you bringing this to me?
1: (laughs) I thought it was a really sweet moment to check out his business.
0: I agree. But man, some of the things she says drives me crazy. It's so insulting. And she won't stop repeating it. She says, oh, so is this where you chill? He says, no, this is where I work. She then continues on and says, so this is what you do all day? Don't you get bored? She should have just added, you know, like last time I said, oh, this is your little bike shop. This is what you do all day? You work on these little bikes?
1: We mentioned it before. I don't know if it's Cameron or Claire that haven't had a lot of relationships, but the more we watch this show, it's like Claire seems like the inexperienced one.
0: Claire Bear is an awkward gal in speaking and action. I say that as a fellow awkward gal.
1: It's interesting when I meet folks out in the world, usually you get to the point of asking like, "Oh, what do you do? like, what's your profession?" And i don't I don't poke jokes or fun or chill at whatever anyone does. I mean, I don't care if you're an engineer I don't know I don't care if you. Are a garbage man i don't care if you're a homemaker like i find interest in any like any avenue of life that people walk and the fact that you're so quickly just i don't i hate bashing on claire so much because i think she is a good person but it's I think like,
0: she's a good person just an awkward gal <laughs> i think she's a good person it's just
1: just an awkward gal and and I think it does bug Cameron because they've had incidents already. Mm-hmm. So whenever she does mention these comments of like, well, because he was sitting at his desk, kind of just like hanging out. It's like, oh, you chill here? He's like, no, I don't just chill here. I do more than just chill here.
0: <laughs> she says, so you're good at it, but are you passionate about it? Stop it. He, he has two degrees in carbon fiber and he is one of five experts in the country. I would count that as a passion.
1: I mean, even before all of that, The fact that I went as far as opening a business. Great point. I clearly have some type of passion. And I don't know if the goal, are we questioning my level of passion? Because why are we questioning my level of passion? I have opened a business.
0: (laughs) The amount of time, money, effort, hours it takes to run a business. I can't imagine anyone doing it if they're not passionate.
1: And no offense to the way Cameron's living, because whatever, but... It seems like everything he has is in the business. Like he's not Mm -hmm. living extravagantly or he's got all this stuff for cars. Like it's all about his business.
0: I do think it was sweet that they had a little project together. He had Claire put on a ginormous, what would you call it? Like a lab coat and help him work on a bike. Claire says it's attractive to see someone doing something they love so hopefully she'll stop bringing up his boring little job. I
1: mean, could the tides even turn? I mean, given that she's a, I believe, a therapist. I mean,
0: well, She's in school and you're probably doing clinical work while in school. I don't know when you get the actual title. Is it when you graduate? Is it when...
1: I guess in theory he could join her at school and learn kind of about what she goes through on a day-to-day. That would be but,
0: fascinating.
1: But he wouldn't be able to join her for any official...
0: No sessions. No sessions. But right? I wonder if there's classes he could sit on.
1: But the way Claire's thrown shade at Cameron, I, mean, I feel like he could throw shade at her and be like, oh my gosh, back in a school. It seems so...
0: Boring. So, so different. <laughs> so they are having an everything but the cup party, which I did love. I have heard of these parties and I would not mind having one. I want to see what everyone brings. Mine would be like a large family KFC bucket.
1: Okay, that's tight. One of my options was going to be a bowl. But now that I'm thinking about it... because No, because I just messed with the planter. I think I would find some kind of planter.
0: Okay. So the food situation. Claire is working on blowing up balloons, having a bit of a hard time. She's a little stressed. And Cam comes home without any of the food. No food. He had one job.
1: Did he really have a job, though? Because I... the way there was such a disconnect, it seemed like they didn't communicate that he was supposed to bring the food with him.
0: Here's what I think happened. Claire left it really open, which would maybe usually fine, be fine, but Cameron doesn't work that way. Can't leave things open. We need specific directions. So when she said, hey, pick up the food on the way home, or can you pick up the food for the party? And she just assumed it would be on his way home. And he came in saying, well, I just figured I would order it. There's an empanada place down the street. But he didn't communicate that with her. So that added to her stress thinking, okay, he had this one task and now I have to do it. I am
1: going to agree with Cameron because I would be of the same thinking. Why would I get the food now? I know it's going to be cold. I know you can reheat it depending on what the food is. But I mean, fresh food is like so bomb. He's probably thinking... I can just order and pick it up. It's no big deal. Or we can just get it delivered.
0: But why wouldn't you communicate that? Why would you just come in with nothing?
1: That's true. I mean, going back to, they're just going to keep having communication issues. Like They don't know the right way to approach each other or maybe the right way to ask someone to do something to your specifications.
0: Exactly. He also didn't bring a cup or have an idea of what his cup was going to be. And then we also find out that his friends backed out of coming.
1: That doesn't bug me as much because early on I called that it was a bit odd that Cameron did his tuck shopping and like not a single friend was there. Mm-hmm. I think it was just the family friends. And I was thinking, like, don't you have any friends that would want to do this with you? Because every the reason I mention is because everyone essentially does that, right? They have friends, they have family. Or at least I don't want to knock family friends, but I mean, it's just mostly your friends. And it could be, I don't know if it's that they're antisocial. I don't know if they're introverts. I don't know if they're just not comfortable in front of cameras. I mean, a lot of people are not comfortable in front of cameras, especially a production crew. The fact that they backed out isn't a big red flag to me. I just wish maybe they would have notified them sooner.
0: Do you think he actually invited anyone?
1: Oh, that's a great question
0: have a feeling he probably didn't really invite anyone
1: or putting my leon cap on did he forget to Mm, invite someone
0: thank you and it was like day of and they're like no i'm sorry we're planning for this trip and then he just said like oh no they couldn't come
1: okay that was their excuse but i'm not buying your planning for some trip you can't come hang out for two hours
0: Uh, i'm a last minute packer What if it was like the next day? I also wouldn't go hang out.
1: But the way they worded it wasn't, oh, they're taking off for an international trip tomorrow morning. They can't hang out. Okay, I totally understand that. There's a lot that goes on with a trip like that. Okay, I get it. They're planning for a trip.
0: I am not I'm not
1: buying that.
0: So back to the food drama. Cam ordered food, but he cannot select a time to pick it up. So he has to get it in 15 minutes. Could he just have called the restaurant And set up a time.
1: Ellie, we live in a very unique world. We're not trying to call anyone on the phone. (laughs) It's got to be through the app. Even Cameron's reaction was like, we just can't schedule a time. Nothing can be done. (laughs) We can't just order it later on.
0: No. That would drive me crazy. The lack of problem solving.
1: We've mentioned pizza so much these last (laughs) few episodes, but okay. If you're having this whole big issue and it's a thing and you can't figure out what food you get, it's almost universal that everyone loves pizza. It is is so close only because there's so many different varieties of pizza. It's almost universal that you can find something you like in pizza. Now, pizza is pretty quick to make and pretty quick to deliver. I mean, you can pretty much get pizza within like 45 minutes. Why couldn't we just do something like that?
0: I mean, you can, but he doesn't want to call anyone.
1: And even then, the fact that people are coming in, some people are always, you know, casually late. Even if you ordered the pizza like 20 minutes before the party started, nobody would care. Hopefully you had some snacks available. You could have some snacks. You have some drinks. Oh, the food's here. Pizza, soup, whatever, whatever it would have been. It's warm. It's ready to go. I mean, yes, you need some time to like awkwardly. Okay, I have to like place the food because I'm not ready, but it would all be there. Low stress. Everyone's happy.
0: Claire asked Cam to put the food in the oven to keep it warm. He was putting it in the oven. He had it on. He realized the food was drying out, so he turned it off. But the oven was still warm. So he thought that'd be fine. And Claire didn't like that. She said, Oh, you can't even do that, basically.
1: The food was a type of nacho, I believe.
0: I, yeah, I think it was a variety of foods, of entrees.
1: I don't think I would trust, well, they try to keep it warm, but even the reheating of nachos mm. isn't sexy.
0: You can't, <laughs> no, not at all. Claire admits she was stressed and apologizes for asking him to order the food super early. But Cam also didn't come to this with an apology for like his part of it at all. He's just like, yeah, okay. That would kind of bother me, I think. If I'm just like, I'm so sorry I was stressed out. I'm sorry I made you order the food early. And he's like, no, I should have communicated that this is what I was going to do all along. I was going to order. Like, there just should have been like a mutual apology for the miscommunication on both ends.
1: We've also talked about this before. The reason he's not going to approach it that way is because he feels he did nothing wrong
0: i know but he did that's that's the hang-up because i would have been very mad if the assumption is you're coming home with food and you didn't come home with food
1: that's tough again going back to their communication style if that's your assumption i mean that's not what he was assuming and then it goes back to okay well who's really in the right because now we're both assuming
0: yeah they're both wrong all of claire's friends are therapists And that would make me nervous as well. I always joke to Leon, like, if certain people look at me a certain way when I'm speaking to them, I'm like, stop looking into my soul. Please stop reading me. I know you're doing it. Please stop. And I feel like it would be a very similar situation here.
1: Not necessarily a red flag, but do you find it odd that all of your friends share the same profession as you?
0: No, because she probably met them in her master's program. But that is interesting. There's no friends from previous to that.
1: Right. We're going back to, well, don't you have friends outside of school?
0: Maybe those relationships just didn't make it through how busy you are in a master's program.
1: Now, again, I'm saying that because I've judged Cameron in the past for his lack of friends. And I'm kind of, again, not that these aren't Claire's friends, but it's just like everything has a context and a situation and a history. And I wonder why are we only meeting the friends that are a part of maybe have been a part of your program?
0: So as a joke, one of Claire's friends say, uh, how's your relationship with your father? I don't think anyone should joke about that on first meeting because not everyone's going to react the same way or take it as a joke as Cam did not. He went straight for the serious answer. I totally get it was a joke, but man, that's a touchy one.
1: Yeah, I couldn't even read it as dry humor because there was like a lot of sadness behind his statement.
0: He says, what would you tell a man on their deathbed?
1: It got real deep, real
0: quick. He's like, oh, you're going to ask that? I'm going to one up it. So not only is Cameron's father sick, it's not a great relationship, but he doesn't know that he got married at first sight and is a part of this process. There is a flashback to when Claire asked Cameron at the wedding how his relationship is with his family do they know? What do they think about it? And he insinuated that they knew and they were happy and that there was going to be another wedding in New Zealand.
1: Yeah, it's not a good look because this is going to immediately impact their trust. We could even see it in Claire's words that she questions, why can't he tell me this? Like, why is he so open to just Having this conversation with my friend that he's just met, but he's never mentioned this to me.
0: And he says it's because you never asked. And again, this goes back to exactly the way I see Cameron's communication style being. But I also don't feel like it's a big red flag that he hasn't told his dad. I mean, I think not telling his wife about all of this is a bigger red flag than him not telling his father. Everyone has their own relationships with their parents as adults. And as an adult, you can decide if you're going to continue that and nurture that, or if it's just not something you want to put the energy into.
1: Yeah, it seems like Claire is trying to reflect, well, this is how my relationship is with my parents. So this is what I would tell them. It's surprising to me that you haven't told your parents or your father in this case. And I'm thinking, you don't know my relationship with my father. It could be absolutely terrible. I mean, terrible so much that he's like, I don't know this, but you know, he might say like, we're not in communication. Like, I don't like you. So why would I tell this person I don't like?
0: And if it's like that, if you're not updating this person on your life at all, why would you do an update now? If this person doesn't even know you in the last however many years, I just don't think she should judge him on that. Judge him on not telling you, but not on his relationship with his father.
1: Yeah, being on this show, there's just an interesting gauge of boundaries and what's okay, what's not okay. But you don't know everything about this person, so it's really hard to even gauge what's cool, what's not cool, how to approach people. We've seen this on and on with all these couples.
0: And I also feel like this is where it goes back to the religion talk and how Claire has lost her brother. Like does she feel based on her religious background that you would have to make peace with your parent in this type of situation and how it's not right to leave things unsaid. And this is maybe a part of tension because Cameron doesn't have those views based on the religious background.
1: Yeah. I was going to get to the fact that two people could have a very strong opinion about something. So she could have a very strong opinion about that. But then who's right or wrong, because he could have the totally alternate opinion Mm -hmm. of, I don't need to make peace. I'm fine with how things are. Is it fair to try to trump someone's opinion with the way you think it should be?
0: I think that's where it's going to get really sticky for them. I mean, we're already seeing really little examples of it. Claire's friend asks, Cameron, how do you feel about handling her emotions as many as there are? Cam says, I'm standoffish and I just apologize later. And her friend says, that seems healthy. In a sarcastic way, I should point out. That makes me feel like he's not really participating in the relationship and maybe the more difficult times where he would have to handle emotions or stress.
1: I'm trying to get into the mind of Cameron. And I think the way he analyzes things, he probably... Not so much a rating, but he decides, is this thing going to be worth my time? Is it worth getting into? Is it worth asking about? Right? He's very logical about it. And in his mind, he's thinking, okay, we can go down this path, but I don't think it's worthwhile. I don't think it's going to benefit our relationship. And he just doesn't even, so essentially it's a non-starter. He's like, I'm not even going to go down that road. I think that's probably how he analyzes things or decides on actions he wants to do or not do.
0: They asked Cam why he did this, the experiment. What made him want to do this process? He said he didn't have any immediate relationship baggage. He was financially stable, and it felt like the right time in his life. Claire asked, Do you regret it? He said, I will never get married at first sight again, but he's happy he did.
1: Very good answer.
0: Is it? I was like, Is that? I can't tell. Is this a positive? I think it's a positive, right?
1: I think it's a positive. He's probably thinking of. There was so much more involved with this process than I could have imagined. So I don't think I'd put myself through it again. But again, the positive note being that he thinks Claire is a good human being and he's happy that this is the person he was matched with. I don't know if it means a forever match, but he's happy it was a good person.
0: Then Cam talks to Claire's friends alone. He says it's been bumpy, but every day I think I get deeper and deeper feelings for her. He says, Claire is the smartest girl I've ever been in a relationship with. He's saying these great things, but I wish he would tell her because she has so much doubt.
1: Definitely agree with that. But also, how do you say this, but then I'm not seeing the actions of this is the greatest person I've ever been in a relationship with?
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: I don't see the actions, the amount of care. And maybe, you know, maybe that's going to grow over time. We hope it is. But this early on in the relationship, we don't see that.
0: Then the topic of religion comes up. Cameron says, I'm open to a partner of any religion, but I never want to raise my children as religious. So this could just basically end right here, in my opinion, because there is no way Claire is going to bend on that.
1: In the same way I said that Claire's friends or excuse me, Emily's friends had holes in their questioning. This statement by Cameron also has holes because you are open to dating anyone from any religion, but you have to think about what comes with that mindset. If someone has a a strong belief in their religion, well, there's a lot more to it than just, it doesn't just end there. It goes through, okay, well, your children, for example, your holidays, there's all these things. Are you In the way you stated that, yes, you're open to them being from any religion or believing in any religion, but that's where it stops for you. You don't want to be included in anything else that entails that.
0: I just don't think that's realistic either.
1: That's true as well, because yes, I'm open to, let's say I'm open to dating someone from any religion, but it doesn't mean, for example, that doesn't mean I'm open to converting yeah, or
0: participating in a, in, I don't want to use the word allowing, but encouraging my kid to participate. I think he would not do that.
1: But see, isn't that odd? Because I feel like those walk a very similar path. Like I'm open to dating someone from any religion, but then wouldn't that mean I'm open to my kids believing or not believing in religion?
0: Yes, but I don't think. Again, with many things they haven't thought about, I just don't think they've even had the conversation. Have they had the kids' conversation? I don't think so.
1: I do wonder if this is just the immediate reaction from Cameron, whereas if he broke it down himself, I think he would have to come to the conclusion or he would come to the conclusion that I think I'm too closed off on that topic.
0: I think so, too. I think Claire's friend had a really good reaction to this. They said, I don't think you guys need to say right now that it won't work. Keep exploring your connection and what brought you to this experiment. I think it's great advice. And we'll see if either of them has a little bend in them and we'll go from there. But if Cam keeps this viewpoint, I do not see it working because I don't see Claire saying, oh, that's fine, even though it's a huge fundamental part of my life, that my kids would not participate in it.
1: I hope we explore this more in the next episode. I can foresee, and I'm just putting my thinking production hat on. I could imagine a scene where Cameron meets more of Claire's family or maybe not a one on one so far, like with her mom, Mm -hmm. as far as like, why is it important to them? What does that entail? What does that mean to them to be religious or like maybe what is going to be required of me for this to work or with the family and with Claire?
0: I think becoming a part of the family would be very helpful. Maybe he'll see a different side of it. Or see ways he can participate in a way he is comfortable. Claire, speaking with her friend, said that Cameron is educated and respects me. But is that enough? Is it enough for a lifelong marriage? And it's not. There has to be like an intimacy here. That's his main, if you subscribe to the notion of like love language. That's, he wants physical touch. She's giving none of that.
1: I think the longer they don't experience some of that. And again, that could be more handholding, more hugging. Oh yeah. When
0: I mean, that's what I mean. Exactly. A a
1: cheek kiss. Mm -hmm. I mean,
0: Oh my goodness. Have they kissed organically?
1: I, I mean, the longer and longer we go without this happening, I think we'll see Cameron just start to check out more and more because, and he's mentioned it before. If he doesn't feel like that is allowed or that is, Going to be embraced. He's like, I'm not even going to try.
0: After the party, Cam and Claire are talking, and Claire brings up that she was taken aback by what Cameron said at the party about his dad. Cameron said, Okay, with a little smirk on his face. Let's have the conversation. Is this his, what he was telling the friends? He just stands back and apologizes later? Because you can't do that. Have the tough conversations.
1: Is this a view into Cameron's mind where I want to mention things like this to Claire, but I don't have the opening. The friend gave him the opening and he's like, I have it.
0: Maybe, but I just think the fact that the friend isn't Claire.
1: That's true. That wasn't a good look. It's so hard to break that down because, yeah, how are you so comfortable saying it to this friend? Cameras are rolling, but you can't even mention this to Claire or even it's been so long. Why not talk about how your relationship is with your parents or just your family? I mean, again, these are important things. Whether you have this conversation now or later, it's not going to matter. Like you should just have them because you're going to help each other out in the long term to know if this is going to work.
0: Cameron says, I'll just sit here, do whatever you need. Okay, then. (laughs) Great note to end on. Then we have Lauren and Orion, which I was very surprised by. And we see them again next episode. So I don't know what we're doing here.
1: If I'm being honest, we're at the point where we only have three couples. Three couples where a show that used to be two hours with really are like an hour and a half runtime, mm-hmm. 30 hours of ads, and then the, the after party. Now we're getting to the point where this show is anywhere from like an hour and two minutes, ads, and then after party. It's like the more and more couples that drop out Like naturally, these episodes are getting smaller and smaller, possibly less ad time. Like they need to maintain, uh, I guess, the size of their cast. They need to
0: let Lauren go. This poor woman is in distress.
1: And I do wonder, are they on the same timeline? Like when you see certain scenes as the other couples, because eventually we're going to, you know, Well, they probably are because in some ways I feel like we move like two to three days like every episode because there's so many episodes. But going back to that now that we're losing couples is how long can these seasons be? Because you don't have you only have so much content. And we joked about this before where it's almost like a six month runtime for a season for five couples in eight weeks. Now we have three couples. I don't know what the rest of production has planned or how many episodes they confirm for their season, but it's like, if you play this out like previous seasons with only having three couples, it's going to start getting really dry for your fans. And the fact that you're trying to force Lauren and Orion to maintain in the, or you just stay in this season after they should kind of naturally just have their, you know, go off into the sunset and enjoy your life moment. We're kind of just sticking around we're going over the same points like you mentioned are not healthy for these individuals to a certain extent right maybe Mm -hmm. you forgive and you move on but they're not going to fix their relationship by continuing to cover them
0: no usually the lingering exes is not the healthiest lauren is meeting with her brother and sister-in-law it was a good conversation kind of an update on how she's doing. She says she's been better. She feels like she has been through all the emotions. She attacked it with humor and then she was angry and sad and angry again. And she knew she had to sit in her emotions and it was very uncomfortable. She feels a lot of pain and resentment and understandably so. I wouldn't expect any different. She was treated so poorly And then having to go through all of this back and forth and back and forth and then still having to film after the decision was made to divorce.
1: I did appreciate that the sister-in-law in in this moment, you can tell, has Lauren's back 100%.
0: Yes, and I love them. Boosting
1: her confidence, telling her, like, there is no way in this world that you were the problem. Like, you need to know that he was the problem. Like, you are powerful, you're a queen, you have money, like, you're good to go, you're set. Like, don't let this bring you down.
0: Scene ends with sister-in-law saying, hopefully this is last time you see his mother FNS. ass. I was like, yes, here for it. And I assume it is not, which makes me very bummed because she just needs to move on.
1: Now, fact check me here. In the preview or seeing them in the next episode, are they together talking or is it more like we're covering them separately?
0: That's what I can't remember because we saw a lot of Lauren and then in the end, Lauren crying in the restaurant or whatever the scene was. But I don't know if Orion was there. I assume he was. And again, trying to twist the story. And that's probably why she's so frustrated.
1: It's one of those like forced sit downs where we need you Mm -hmm. to just talk about things and we'll cover you.
0: Well, this is where I assume they're going to tell the other couples because in the previous season, the couples had to tell them themselves.
1: Which is so funny because, yes, that's film, but you know those group chats are popping. Oh,
0: yeah. No, it's been out there. Orion meets with his friend at what seems like a bar. Says, now I'm divorced, with a big smile on his face. He told his mom and sister, and they were disappointed that Orion didn't get what he wanted out of this process. And I would love to hear what was told, if there was, you know, any spins on the stories there is probably reason certain things aren't filmed and i really liked orion's sister and mom they seemed very kind and even when we met them of course they're going to be biased towards orion i mean i think that's very natural for sure but i'd be curious of the story
1: more so in how orion delivers it oh yeah
0: who's to blame what was said He was lying to Lauren, who participated and was a main character in this story. So I can't imagine telling someone that has no idea what actually happened. Orion's friend asked him if he's on the lookout, if he's just going to jump right in. Orion says, not right now. There's a lot of genuine feelings for Lauren and he doesn't see himself jumping in. On the next time on, we see Cam say that he is head over heels. Becca is trying to create sexual tension in any way she can. And at this point, we'll try with a board game.
1: Do you think this will work?
0: It may add to the tension, but I don't think it'll be super successful.
1: Or we're going to see Becca really insinuating some things and Austin just kind of pumping the brakes.
0: I think that's what we're going to see because there was a lot being insinuated during the game.
1: Claire and Cameron's going to be interesting because he's head over heels. I don't know if that was edited or cut in a weird way to make yeah. you think a certain thing, but I don't know what Claire's giving that makes me or would make me think I'm head over heels love or In like
0: A cat paw naturally on the thigh. Boop. We see an infuriating scene with Emily Brennan and Dr. Pia where he will not allow Dr. Pia to speak to Emily freely, continually cutting her off, speaking over her, Will not even... He's positioning his body away from Dr. Pia to face Emily. I mean, so much can be read from just this preview.
1: I do love Dr. Pia's attitude or her her way to approach the situation where she's like putting a finger up like, no, no, I'm talking to Emily. Like, no, no, she can answer. And just he can't stop himself <laughs> from interjecting. He's like... It's like a robot who's like malfunctioning. He's like, "No, no, but wait, no. uh so is he into controlling the situation? Yes, because he I think he's so. having a really hard time because maybe, and Emily's kind of mentioned right, hard to film on you know, hard to film with he's doesn't open himself up. I mean, does that mean he's also watching out for what is said about him or Emily in live editing or excuse me, live shooting because he's very wary of how he comes across?
0: yes, I mean, he said it himself. Very worried about how things will come off. So he's trying to stop Emily from saying anything that's going to make him look bad or the situation look bad, but we're ready there. Who cares? Austin says that he needs to work through things. So this is why I don't think the big insinuating is really going to work. We'll go from Cam saying that he's head over heels to then Cam and Claire arguing. So I think that's going to be a more accurate representation. See Brennan kind of be a jerk again. So spoiler, I think that's going to be a common theme. And then Lauren and Orion are back, which I'm, again, I'm assuming this is where they tell the crew and then it probably goes south.
1: You know, it's interesting. I think it's going to be that conversation as well. And I really think something like that could have happened last episode where they tell the group. But again, I wonder if for editing to prolong more couples, it's like, let's just cut that on the next episode because we have nothing with them anymore. So here's yeah. my thought to you. MAPS isn't doing a good job of matching these couples, whether it's the experts, the team behind them, who helps put these couples together.
0: But my theory, it's recruiting.
1: Sure, but we're getting more and more moments where folks are just checking out early. I mean, I get it, you know, it could be totally valid, but even in a real relationship, there are things you have to work through. And again, I don't want to force people to be in a bad situation, which, us even saying that means this matching was so much, so shit that this wasn't even a safe place for these people to be in. And now we're down to three couples. Like, what do you expect from the show? I mean, would you like it to be shorter? I mean, we think it's just going to stay the same. I mean, just because viewership ads, like running time, like what is the long-term outlook of the show when so many couples Bow out so early in the process? Do you increase the number of couples because you're thinking, well, I might lose a couple or two?
0: Probably. And honestly, how many more seasons can we get?
1: And then, sadly, do you boost incentives of you just have to increase incentives to stay quote unquote married longer?
0: Mm -hmm. Which also makes it feel fake. So hopefully, we don't even find out. I don't even want to know.
1: True. No, I would agree with you. But for them to be putting out a good product, it's almost like they have to start thinking about these things. I'm sure they already have, and they've probably tried some of them, but clearly, if they have, it's not working.
0: Do you know that they recruit from dating apps? I did not know that. So they'll just send DMs to people on dating apps that they think are interesting. So these people didn't even initially sign up, they didn't. It's not on their own accord. They're approached and then they sign up. And I feel like that's how a lot of this recruiting is happening now versus when it was organically people that wanted to be married and they were going to do whatever they can to be in this. I think it's more, hell yeah, I'll be on TV, whatever. Sounds like a fun experiment. Let's do it. And then they get on and they're like, oh, this show, we actually have to talk to the experts. We actually have to explain our actions. So I don't know. We'll see how in the future it shakes out. But we're going to be here for like another five months. So we, got, oh, we don't even got to think about that.
1: I will have a hard time, not only as a content creator, but as a fan, covering this show for that amount of time when we're almost, I mean, odd number, but we're like at half the amount of couples.
0: Also, where the heck is Michael? I don't. We cannot just bring in a random couple right now.
1: Mass, remember last season with uh, Clint and Dom? where they had that kissing scene and they previewed it almost in the beginning of the season. and Every
0: it, single preview and I felt. it wasn't until
1: the very, very end of that season. And it's like, is that even beneficial to have this really the long game of showing a preview of something?
0: Don't preview it at all. Let me enjoy these moments with the rest of the community. But I guess you got to keep us watching.
1: I think that's fair. But then after watching a particular episode, you're thinking, oh, another episode when I'm not seeing that scene. I think it's actually a negative as a viewer.
0: Yeah, because it's hyped so much. You kind of start creating a storyline around it and then it ends up being nothing.
1: No, I would agree. Again, though, we're still here. We're covering maths.
0: I'm still having a good time.
1: Still having a great time. Thank you. Thank you all so much.
0: Thank you for listening and hanging out with us. Again, good luck to you all as you finish your shopping and anything else you need to do for the holidays if you do celebrate. Take care. I hope you have a good week and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you so much. We'll talk to you all later.